Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will give you a 10% discount on your legal fees. And there is a special extended greater discount of 15% on the big three, which are Michael. John, Kevin, Augustine, uh, etc. No, um, John, Will's... you could have said John, Kevin and Augustine there for your big three. Oh, well. Do you want to do it again? Or? No, no. Will's no. probate conveys it anyway. People know what they are. Yeah, there's an extra discount. If you go over to the Phil Hay Monday Club, you'll find the discount on there. Uh, LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball if you want your 10%. Uh, so propaganda, always a hoot when Leeds United have lost 5-1 at home to anyone for mm. that matter. So this is the show where we uh, we dive into what's been said in the football world. Uh, hear some clips. Did listen to some Palace fans. Not playing it? Nah, that's not playing, is there? Were they, they were just, pleased? Yeah, they were just really pleased. What were they most pleased about? I am intrigued from their point of view. Was, were, it, was it the winning 5-1? <laughs> that was very much part of it. I think they were very pleased with Hodgson's general approach to stuff. This is like a late era, doesn't give a fuck, Hodgson was the vibe and mm. he's just allowed Eze and whatnot to just go and be good. Mm. So, so yeah. they put winning down to? Like the good players play well? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that seems to be that seems to be about the gist of it and obviously yeah. they're delighted. That's the absolutely right to be. We're not here though to enjoy anybody else's um, joy, are we? This is all about misery. So There's plenty of Leeds misery in there. Well, shall we do the bloodletting now, get the mega mix of misery out of the way if you are listening in your podcast app if you want to hover over that fast forward by 30 seconds button press it about seven times <laughs> starting about now talk about a game of two halves second half utter utter shite leads our finishing is just not clinical Bamford scored a good goal but he didn't do anything else I know he's there to score goals but his hold up play he was poor just, I would personally not want to see him start the next game. I also don't want to see Ailing start the next game. As good as he is coming forward, he's not very good at the back. We need to um, try something else. That was just an extremely poor second half. I think we're all a bit shocked and surprised and just hope we do better against Liverpool and against the other teams that we need to beat. Oh, foolish, foolish Leeds fans. Thinking everything was okay and we were going well, and clearly it fucking wasn't. We just just can't have nice things. Clearly, we thought, oh Jesus, sure, fur post fixed, everything's okay. This looks like it's going well. We could be going places. Could we even look at Europe next year? Nope. We looked so comfortable in the first half up until the 44th minute, and then 
that equaliser just absolutely killed us looking back. And second half, I don't know what happened, just fell apart completely. No one really comes out of that game with any credit. You know, you don't mind losing a game if it's you know a couple of world-class strikes or you're completely outplayed by a better team for 90 minutes, but that wasn't the case. We just, I don't know, I don't know what to say about it. Just hope it's a blip. Hope we can get back on form soon. Um, plenty of games to go. Still pick up those points that we need, but Jesus, that was bad. All right, boys. Remember the stories of how uh, Bielsa had the players and his team go out and pick up rubbish for the equivalent amount of time to afford a basic ticket for the game. Do you reckon that Gracia is going to maybe take some kind of equivalent example for that and have the players have the ever-loving fuck beaten out of them for 45 minutes to give them the idea of how that fucking felt in the second half of that game? What a fucking embarrassment. I've just paused the TV. I'm going to bed. 4-1. What a fucking calamity. Stupid free kick from Rocker, the end of the first half, followed by... followed. Furpo's stupid free kick. The second half, dear fucking God. You know the difference is? They've got players who are clinical, and our defence is just appalling. Aronson, can he stop falling over all day long, falling over? This is relegation form. This, This game has really put the fear into me now. This is not a loss. This is a freaking calamity and this is relegation loss this is just disgraceful so it's possible that uh, that i did throw the f word out loudly while my family was cooking easter brunch today um but yeah once the third goal settled in and you're like oh okay well this is that accident that you just slow down to look at because you can't believe it's happening and it's probably how west ham felt against newcastle and how man you felt against liverpool but we are Sisyphus, and we're going to roll that rock, push that rock right up the hill. And uh, I'm sure there's happiness somewhere down the road. But uh, boy, today was today was the rock that wouldn't roll, and the cave is still covered with that damn stone. So, but I look forward to seeing all three of you happy next uh, Monday when we beat Liverpool. So, cheers, guys. Hmm. Do you know what would have been nicer if we'd just gone to the bottom of the hill? let the rock roll down and laid underneath it. I mean, that is how the defence took the day. Mm. Just let them score, let them through. I did like the idea of having the piss beaten out of them for 45 minutes, which to be fair, they basically did anyway. Mm. I've calmed down a bit, I think. I think framing it in the context of other teams get, like when Scum got battered by Liverpool, who were not even having a good season, and then they seem fine from it, don't they? West Ham seem fine, Bournemouth seem fine. yeah. Southampton used to do it like twice a season mm. and then this season they haven't and they're getting relegated so <laughs> maybe it's the best thing for it is just to every now and then get absolutely trounced and uh, move on I mean we had some of these last season where we didn't even get a good half we lost to better teams last year though didn't we I think that was the thing we kind of expected Liverpool and Man City to batter us and if scum away was 5-1 as well wasn't it I don't know it felt more mm. it felt more like it was coming does it feel to you like this is just one of those days where somebody finds your Achilles heel and then boots the shit out of it repeatedly? They just knew how to get in behind as we collapsed. The heel crumpled with us on top of it. Wherever I'm taking this metaphor, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot and seeing a lot of stuff like about the the second half and the, the dreadfulness of the whole thing. It really comes down to 15 minutes after half time when Hodgson told them, have you seen how Leeds are playing against you? All the energy, all the pressing, not giving you any time. First, the second ball. Do that. Give the ball to 
Eze and Elise and we'll win. And they did that for 15 minutes and that was it, basically. Sorry it was working and then just well, th- th- they realised. After that, almost, I don't know what to make of the last half hour because did anybody expect us to score four and win 4-3? We would have had to, yes, that's what we would have had to do. <laughs> so we needed to score three more at that point and win to win 4-3. And the goals, the two after that were classic kind of goals that get scored against you when you are chasing a game that you are 3-1 down in and everybody's a bit shell-shocked. We didn't get any better, but we didn't sort of appreciably get any worse. It's that 15 minutes. And so if you do want to just narrow it down and calm it down, it was a quarter of an hour blitz from Crystal Palace that for whatever reason, our players just weren't prepared for. And then what kind of recovery is coming after that? Because I mean, the psychology of it all and the mentality of like, are we going to ever recover from losing this as well? It's probably... Yeah? Um, yeah, we'll be fine, <laughs> but it's playing through. Once you're 3-1 down in that situation... You see it out, don't you? You just see, get, get, see it out, get it over with. Well, it, but it's horrible. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. from everybody's... But we ha- it's sort of... We have the advantage as fans that we can just get up and leave. Which if they you, did. Which they did, yeah, in, in big numbers. But if you're a player, you, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it apart from score you know, multiples of goals that are very unlikely. You're just stuck there on the pitch for another half hour and it's all your fault, so you can't hide from that. Half the crowd have gone, the other half hate you. Um, you're going to be, you know that you're going to be suffering through the rest of it. So that last half hour is just kind of... So you're just seeing out the time, aren't you? You just don't want to be there. Nobody wants to be there, but you have to go through it because that's the rules of the game. Yeah. I so think- what happened after that is kind of once they'd gone, those two goals in two minutes, 10 minutes into the second half, once it had got to that, it was kind of about just getting through to the the rest of it. I don't really look at the rest of the game and go, that's a big sign for the rest of the season or this is a sign that the team are definitely getting relegated because we couldn't come back that. It just turned into a really shit situation. And what needs solving is not what happened after 3-1. What needs solving is what happened from 1-0 up to 3-1 down. That's the bit. And if you just focus on that, there's things that will... The thing um, is though, Moscow, people, be able to find. people will hear that and will um, object to it because they'll say, well, if you get, back, get it back to 3-2, then it's on. Because we should have been fighting for it. Yeah, but we were, and that's how we ended up going four one down because they broke us four on two. Because we're not very good at. I mean, the first thing Gracia has done when he came in is sort of make us much more solid at the back, so that we're not left exposed all the time when we're being counted against. And because we were three one down, we had to get back into the, the position of being vulnerable to counter attacks against a team who are absolutely beautifully set up to profit from counter-attacks. If you send that that bunch of forwards against you four on two, there's not a... Well, it turns out exactly how it did turn out. So um, the things to do are to avoid getting into that situation in the first place and then uh, win. Yeah, I think the second half was hugely disheartening because we'd seen basically a game and a half of the centre midfield looking quite good with Rocker and McKenney. And Harrison got his new deal. He's been playing well. And in the second half, Rocker and McKenney disintegrate and you're completely invisible. Jackie's mishitting free kicks that they're scoring from. And it just felt like everything that had been good the week before had disappeared. I mean, God, Bamford's getting criticised for scoring but not doing anything else. That's that's the that's the Bamford reverse. That's what he's that's the opposite of what he does. Normally you can just say, Well, he did he does tire players out. He does really obviously he missed those four or five tappings. But I mean, the rest of his game was good. Whereas this one, you just go, Well, didn't do much apart from score. Yeah. Useless. And I, I concur with Moscow in that this doesn't have to define the season. We, I mean, it might if we let it. 
but yeah. I don't think, I don't oh, think we should. absolutely could, but it doesn't need to. No, I, and I, I fully believe that we'll we'll see a vastly different performance, hopefully, against, fully, I say fully believe, I fully hope we'll see a vastly different performance against Liverpool on Monday when they've had time to get it out of the system and refocus and, and start again and look at the errors that they made and see where it all went wrong. It, we seem just unprepared. Something happened when we, as soon as we went ahead, we dropped and Palace started looking a lot better between us being 1-0 up and half-time and they got the equaliser. Did yeah. we sit back Moscow, do you think? Yeah, I think so, and I don't really know why. Although it has been a pattern against um, in other games. Who have we been up against? Forest. Yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal, we were behind, weren't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I thought you were oh, general. generally sitting back. Yeah, there has been, I mean, caution has been mm. what Grathy was trying to introduce of not being gung-ho, and if we go 1-0 up, like, let's, let's now be steady. Maybe we just can't do that without... Verber and Adams and maybe it's better if we try and uh, keep going forward but it seemed um, Hodgson afterwards was pretty clear about it he just told them to his players were soft in the first half so he told them to play like we had in the second half and I don't know maybe if it's uh, McKenney and Rocker just couldn't deal with that the way that they did against Forest. everything was fine against Forest. everything was fine in the first half 15 minutes just seemed to break them and then I don't really put too much into why they couldn't fight back after that because that's a big ask at that point. It's been, And the easiest thing, the more obvious thing to do in those situations is to do what Scum did the other week where you just start, goals start absolutely flying in against you. Um, Pun- the punch a linesman, stages. whatever it was that uh, Fernandez did. That's always an option. That is an option. Or, and then um, have the linesman punch you back. Yeah, which is... Uh, <laughs> what happened to Robertson? Yeah, so that's getting quite exciting. It's fun, isn't it? Um, on the leaving early thing, uh, that's all kicked off, hasn't it? People just getting angry. People want to get angry at something, don't they, in the wake mm. of a defeat like that? So they're all turning on each Look other. Give someone to blame. Yeah. We'd have fucking come back if you went and left yeah, at four one down. No, we wouldn't. I mean, I, I left early. I left about eighty six minutes, I think, because I'll just, I'll just get you out. Never know. You but, know, I, I'm generally a stayer. I, I mean, Christ, my, my dad leaves even if we're winning. Yeah, I, th- I think he finds that worse. Because <laughs> yeah, he leaves really early if we're winning, doesn't he? If it introduces hope. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I generally will stay to the end, but. As much as anything, that's because I'm. Uh, I like to get my value. Yeah, I paid for this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit and watch all of the goals going. Well, listen, we've got some Chelsea dickheads to get to because let's face it, we're only here for other people's misery. Should we get through anything else we need to get through from a Leeds perspective quickly and efficiently and get to the good stuff? Um, it depends how much you want to dwell on it, really. I mean, I've got a couple more clips. I mean, I'm interested in this Jason Derulo um, theory. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It doesn't sound like the uh, the man himself, but uh, yeah, some a couple of clips about the second half. Okay. Um, so, so first we're hearing from Neil and then Jason Derulo. Yeah, so oh. Neil thought, thinks it's the worst half in ever, more or less. Probably the worst 45 minutes of football I can recall in four or five years. Uh, we've spoken a lot about Jesse Marsh and how terrible it was. But that, that was the worst 45 minutes of football I think we've seen for a long time. There's a long way to go, I get it, but that has just drained every single ounce of hope out of us a total embarrassment uh, not much more to say about it absolutely fucking shy yep so he's almost right yep but he'll realise when he hears international pop star when he hears Jason yeah international pop star that he's, his memory has hidden something from him I just didn't even get angry I just kind of sat there and watched in disbelief as they walked the ball in over and over and over and I thought we'd left games like this behind us, but the only one that I can think is a valid comparison is the Derby playoff game where 
they get back on level terms, probably a bit undeservedly just before half time. And then it, the game just vanishes and the Leeds players just vanish and all hell breaks loose in the worst way. I mean, hopefully it's not going to affect the remainder of the season so much, but. We talked about that, didn't we? I think after we'd finished recording, just started going, I just don't know what to. I'm just gonna, I'm not sure that really was Jason Derulo. It might have been somebody pretending who, who put that name mm. down and it wasn't them. Because you somebody know it's Jason the same Derulo. Name. Could, well, could be, yeah. It's not, but, not just one Jason Derulo in this big wide world out there. Well, the authentic one always sings his name at the start, doesn't he? Mm. Mm. Jason Derulo. Like that. I didn't go to school with any any Derulos. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah, the famous Wakefield <laughs> Derulos. No. So, I mean, yeah, you never know. Could be. Could be him. I suppose it's all down to the standard of the opposition, this, but we did lose 6 0 to Liverpool last year and 7 0 to Manchester City, and they were both worse. Mm. And like, it's expectation, isn't it? It's kind of, but I think in terms of like the Liverpool one in particular was the one that felt particularly painful for a collapse point of view because that was 3 0 until the 80th minute, and then it was Mane Mane Van Dyke, very nearly an ABBA song. In the last, it was 80, 90, 90 plus three. And I remember the particularly Van Dyke's the header that got caught, the, the header that got cornered in mm-hmm. three minutes into stoppage time when our defenders were all just kind of like Cabin. standing there as if they were five nil oh, down. What am I supposed like, to do? Defend it? Yeah, we're going to clear this. Nah. And um, it was a, so when people say I've not seen a collapse like this in four or five years, maybe it's because it was this is at Elland Road and that was it. Um, both that and the Manchester City one were away. I suppose Spurs, we were down quite quickly. So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, maybe it helps that we've all forgotten the last days of Bielsa and how easily this was going on. But it's only it's a year. When was this? February, we lost 4 0 to Spurs and that was all 3 0 in the first half hour, 10, 15, 27. So it does happen to us more often. So I think that's maybe why I'm quite. Um, I mean, to be fair, I, I often find myself gazing into the fridge wondering why I'm there. I've forgotten what I've set off on that journey for, so I'm not expected to remember 14 months ago. Sorry. And the old, uh, well, I mean, even going back to, when we were talking about the second half, the 11th of January 2014, it was 2-0 at halftime against Sheffield Wednesday, or was it even 1-0? Oh, when we, when we brought Matt Smith on to change the game? Yeah, and he got sent off after 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there, we lost 5-1 at home to Bolton, and I don't even have any memory of it. Yeah, I know it happened. Well, I've, seen, I've seen the goals but since. But everything since before 2018 has gone now for me. The old yeah. Forest three seven. I do remember. I remember That's that one. Quite. Preston six four. That's proper BC times though. This is we're in, we're in AD now. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it's part of uh, we talk about the school of hard knocks and a tough upbringing is you kind of become immune to these kind of things after a while. It's like oh, we're losing five one to Crystal Palace. Like that happens. Of course, it happens with Leeds. After, um, after a game and a half against Forest and Palace, though, I'd allow myself to think we're actually an all right team here. We've we've got we are an all right. We've, all got, right some, team we've got some good players. We're playing we're playing well enough to stay up. We'll probably win another three games this year, and that'll be fine. It'll all be a, done. The same. I was kind of mentally composing like what I could write about this game while I was watching the first half, and it was lots of things were just. I remember Grathia having a long chat with Weston McKenney when we were about to take a free kick, and it seemed so placid and civilised and like a real kind of... It, like what it out in the park? No, no, but whatever they were talking about, they were both taking it very seriously and they were obviously like reaching and understanding about whatever tactical point. They kept they kept making this movement where it was kind of into our half and then to to one of the wings and Grassley was obviously saying like, oh, I need you to watch that and McKenney's like making sure oh, so it's there and there. And they're like, oh, well, if I do that, where are this? And it went on for quite a while 
and it was just um we were, I think we were one nil up at that point. I was this is all this is all very nice. We're leading. They're just getting getting things a bit organised. They seem to be getting along, and it's all just sensible stuff. Sent that word keeps coming up. That we're all it's very sensible now, very normal. And it's whether you want to like it's which part of the evidence in the scales you pay more attention to. Is it the game and a half where everything looks really good? And I think the thing to remember about Nottingham Forest is that we went a goal down and still came back to win 2-1 and always looked like we would. There was no like sudden mental collapse and everything going wrong against Nottingham Forest. We didn't let them score three more with exactly the same 11 players. Or is it the start of the second half being overrun by Palace suddenly almost switching into an entirely different style of play from the way they'd been uh, soft as shit in the first half to then not being out of the way that the, the rest of the game just went badly wrong from there. It's like, which which part do we pay more attention to? If it was only not Liverpool next, that might help, but then their rubbish will beat them. <laughs> Andy Robertson will be still with his broken jaw. He'll be in court with that linesman. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And let's get into the second half then now. Let's do the second half. This is the bit that's going to be perhaps a little bit more pleasurable. Uh, Not the second half of the game. No, 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 no. The second half of this show. The Um, bit where we ignore Leeds. Let's pretend Leeds didn't happen. Rory, Chelsea Simpleton, Rory Jennings, who somehow made a a living. I mean, I know we do this and it's putting roofs over our head. But, you know, fair play to Rory for the grift. So last week, just if anyone didn't catch it... Best day of his life. It was the best day of his life that Frank Lampard was coming back. He was going to transform things instantly. They were going to win the Champions League. And the feel-good factor was back, was what was going to transform it. it. Before I press play on this clip, and I haven't heard it, so you've heard it, I'm going to ask you, does Rory over-enunciate in a really earnest way? He leaves a little pause when he's making his points, some of which I have to shorten and edit because it's too painful to listen to the whole thing in that style. I see what you mean. There was no manager bounce whatsoever. There was no extra threat. There was no extra zip. There was no extra hunger. There was nothing. It was comparable to what we saw under Graham Potter. 
So yes, of course, Frank Lampard needs to take some responsibility here, and I'm sure he will. Oh yeah. We are Chelsea Football oh, Club, and we are plodding our way, pathetically, slowly, to mid-table mediocrity. One of the criticism that is often levelled at Frank Lampard, and it is probably fair, is that thus far in his managerial career, he hasn't really worked out how to set up a defence. And today feels like a, a massive reality check. A- appointing Frank Lampard, I think it did an awful lot for the fans. Like, it's all very well having Frank Lampard in the dugout, but where's Frank Lampard on the pitch? I mean, he's nearly 45 years old, Rory. He'd be useless. He would. He's, he's only about, I think he's a couple of weeks younger than me. I wouldn't put me out there. This is Chelsea Football Club. As much as I might want to pull on the white shirt right now, I wouldn't recommend it. Is, the, is this the first example I've come across of it? This is Chelsea Football Club. But obviously, you get a lot of this is Manchester United. Yeah. I've heard it said Liverpool. Mm-hmm. This is Liverpool Football Club. I've heard Arsenal fans say it. I think for me, Chelsea fall, they fall under the under the threshold yeah. for this is so-and-so football but the, club. There are, there are one name club, aren't they? Like Aston Villa is two names. Aston Villa Football Club, Leeds United Football Club. Mm. They're one name, so it lends itself more to the three words. No, because Manchester United is the, the but, staple but they, of But they this. don't go, this is Manchester United. <laughs> they, don't, they don't go, this is Manchester United Football Club. It's they go, one. this is United. This is Manchester United. And however mm. you want to do it, it's still just one syllable. <laughs> <laughs> got some good mank for you coming up in a bit anyway. He was appointed on Thursday. What did this clown think he was going to do? Even well, like, he thought he thought just his presence would lift everyone, like via or some sort of football osmosis. Because everyone, he thought everyone would be of course, sorry, it's quite the hard on for him in the same way as he does. Have, so he thought maybe all the players would just it, be delighted to yeah. see Frank Rory, Lampard's face. Rory Stick is basically like you can essentially disregard whatever it was that he did last when he does another thing. <laughs> like point A and point B are completely unrelated and divorced mm. from one another. But there is, I mean, there is a point about this kind of as this mad, this managerial merry-go-round seems to be compl- like out of all control this season in particular. So he was coming at Reading? No. Noel Hunt? I didn't even know Paul Lintz had gone. This morning Paul Hunt has gone, Noel Hunt is in for the end of the season. Paul Hunt and... Paul Hunt, no. Noel Noel Lintz has been sacked and replaced by... (laughs) That's it. Anyway. Yeah, Noel Whelan's in. (laughs) Um, Right, Noel Well, I mean, that'll help them score, won't it? (laughs) Um, And that's it. Are they expecting, like, Noel Hunt is now, has these magical powers by just giving him the job everything will be fine. That seems to be Rory's expectation with Lampard. It's just put him in on Thursday and then they go to Wolves on Saturday and they'll just win. And where he's saying, like, oh, he's got a reputation. I don't know why I'm sticking up for Frank Lampard particularly, <laughs> but he's got a reputation for not being able to organise a defence. True. He had two days. Like, I don't know like what... It's going to get worse, truthfully. Exactly. But I don't know what anybody expects. Oh, he's not been able to sort that defence out in two days. A little bit with um, the whole Gratio at the moment, the way through the second half... He obviously, I think Grathier has a, you could present it as a problem that he can't change our games. Like against Arsenal, we went a goal behind and that was basically it. There was, we didn't, there was nothing we could do from then on. We just lost. And um, against Crystal Palace, you know, we made some substitutions, but um, it basically just stayed exactly the same. And when has he had a chance really to tell them more than one thing to do? It's been... It was before the international break. It was like three games in a week after he turned up. And then everybody goes away. He said he had only 10 players left at Thorpe Arts and a lot of the good ones were away or and then came back injured or were injured if they weren't away. And then we're back into three games in a week. And I think at the moment he is just going, right, here's the plan for this game, sending them out to do it. And if it doesn't work, he's a bit, oh, I mean, 
I only have I only have a certain amount try, of time. Try again next week. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's particularly. I've got a solution, Moscow. I was just going to say I don't think that's particularly a bad thing. That's not a criticism of Grathier. It's more a kind of a a thing of well, with the time between these matches, how long is there actually for a manager to do all the things that we're expecting a manager to be able to do? Like, why cannot Frank Lampard turn this incredibly porous and boring Chelsea defence into prime 1980s AC Milan in two days? And it's just because um, they're not wizards. And do you, know, do you know what it is? It's because he needs Rory alongside him. Maybe Rory he needs Rory, sort it out. Rory as his assistant. Mm. That's that'll fix it. Should we go to Chelsea Fan TV then? And what happens here? Then it starts off being nice about Lampard <laughs> because there's all this wishful thinking and delusion and denial built into it. It doesn't last long. No. Rory's sticking with it. This guy, he's very, he's very cross, and he starts off trying to cut Lampard some slack. No. Four managers, and say what you want about Potter. Say what you want about Lampard. Is his first game back. I mean, the biggest decision, the big, biggest mistake, two biggest mistakes for him today. Three, probably. Okay, he's had a howler today. I'll take it back. <laughs> Start listening. Actually, no, 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 no. Uh, do you want to hear some more of his player ratings? And then you did this, and then you did this, and then you did this. Yeah, let's do it. This is when he's going through the full, he was going through the full team. I've, I've edited out some of the, the ones, I think the most anyone got was a seven, I think he gave to one player, but he's really cross about a few of them. Kepper today, zero. A fat, big old zero. Distribution, shocking. Absolutely shocking. I'm being harsh with the ratings today. I couldn't give a toss. Could not give a bollocks about these ratings today. Oh, fuck me. Gallagher, utter shit. Utter, utter shit. From start to finish, this geezer gets on my tits. Again, zero for him. Not enough said about that. Honestly, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Geezer's, the geezer's a goon. The guy's a fucking spoon. He really is. This, this player ratings is, is, is finished. It's done. It's over. Say what you want in the comments. I couldn't give a fuck. This, this is a bollocks. I, I, I can't even be asked to do this in the first place. So if you Don't agree or not, I couldn't give a toss. The players as a whole, I'd give them all zeros if there weren't people. You, you gotta give them a rating. That's just lazy. Fucking you try and do it after they've played like that. Sterling zero, Havertz zero, um, and Gallagher minus 10. Simple <laughs> as that. Fuck me. I'm just absolute shit. How on earth? How on earth? He didn't get substituted. I don't know. I just don't understand it. That's all I've got for today. They're reading week. That's that's the ratings. I've had enough. I'm I'm, I'm lost for words. Absolute useless, toothless, useless pile of shit team. This is. No one cares. Not a single player gives a fuck about this team. We're gonna get embarrassed against Real Madrid. Truly, truly embarrassed. Have a good one. See you later. <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. Uh, telling his mummy to want to do his homework in the defensive. I don't know why, but the goal... Did you see Wolves' goal? Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. and then I've just had a look. The Wolves had three of the shots, and he saved them all. Zero. I think the kids call it a worldie, don't they? It was incredible, like full... I mean, it bounced, so it's not quite full Van Basten. It's like half a Van Basten. It's like a Vamba. So, but then on the other ones, I, I mean, I don't know if the other three saves that he made were particularly difficult, but yeah, four shots on target for Wolves, one goal, three saves, so that keeper's fine. And if he's not fine... <laughs> They've got another hundred million pound one waiting to take over from him. I, can, I, I, I can't, get another one. I can't remember who it was that was a spoon. It was a goon and then a spoon. Was it Gallagher initially? I think, I think just because it rhymed. He ended yeah, well, up I wondered. From goon to I don't spoon. mind him kicking uh, Conor Gallagher because he's a Leeds hating 
uh, bastard. Mm. I um, I immediately my mind turned to Happy Gilmore. Have you seen the bit in the film? He goes, "I'm you're a goon, you're a spoon. Can I whistle a tune? Can you do it soon?" <laughs> anyway, uh, should we move on to City Extra? Oh, do you want to, let's let's save City Extra for Moscow for then because I know he likes the mank. Oh, okay, I do. I love I love a mank. Uh, let's go for more misery. I tried listening to some Southampton misery. They obviously lost to Man City, so they were kind of all right. With are, they, it. are they resigned to their fate? I think they. I think they are. They were in the ground recording a bit, and he's, I think they've gone three 0 down, or was it three one? I can't remember. But they go, oh, we could, we could still get back into it, and you can tell the heart's not in it. They're like, eh, it's not. We're not getting back into this. There's absolutely no chance. Shall we go to the East Midlands? Yeah, go on. So, Forest last week we heard from them and they were hoping to keep Cooper mm-hmm. change their mind now I don't think they're going to get to keep him anyway but let's listen <laughs> mega disappointing just didn't get enough shots off on goal again not enough chances not good enough um, for me if we keep Cooper um, I think we'll go down um, just wasteful what do, what do you think um, I can't really say much else just Cooper out yeah I'm afraid it is for me. It's just we're just not we're just not getting the results. Results have gone really against us today. Everybody else is picking up results, but not us. So something's got to change. And the only thing that can change, we can't change the players. The only thing we can change is the manager and hope for that bounce. Two 0 to Aston Villa was nowhere near good enough. Nowhere near good enough. The manager's not good enough. Most of the players aren't good enough, and the fan base have put up with a lot of shit. I've got to call out those. Got to call out these happy clappers. Because any other manager with a run of results he's had, with a run of performances we had, would have got sacked. He's been kept in the job because people have been clapping along because they think he's good enough to get us back up. We're not getting back up if we get relegated. And he's going to go as soon as we're gone, as soon as we're down. So get that delusion out of your head. At this rate, we're going down. I've got no hope. Unless something changes drastically. And by drastically, I mean he needs to go. I don't care who gets bought in, but Cooper needs to go. Cooper out for me. Mad in it, football. All anybody's got, you were saying this, Moscow, is just get rid of the manager. Mm. Don't care who gets brought in. Dean Smith? Don't Dean Smith? Don't Jesse Marsh? Were we guilty of this earlier mm. in the season? Or was it more specific than that? Um, it's very late now. I think that's the, the point it's got to. I, I would say you've left it too late at this stage. When you listen to him there, he's not even... And this is where it's got to... If it's earlier in the season, I think Grathia was right at the end of kind of the potential. And in fact, uh, Phil's mates at the Athletic did a, a study on this, isn't it? Like how late in the season you can make you can make a managerial change and get any benefit from it. And we were just about on the the last edge of it. So, and I think we had been asking for it for a while before that as well. Yeah, truthfully. where it's got to, and I don't know if it's just a this season thing or it's just a general trend or it's just everybody's desperate, or maybe it's because there are so many teams involved in the relegation battle all your forest uh, all the tricky tree is asking for there is the bounce mm. it's not if we get a new manager they can put in a different style of play or it's like maybe we the new manager can make some tactical changes or a new manager can get more out of the players it's like oh well it's that that scum fan a while ago was like as the new manager bounces this impenetrable oh they've got a new manager so they'll win that game they'll win a game and it's coming down to where one win might keep you up or those people are thinking, oh, if you just get one win, it'll make such a difference. Well, have we got so, so short termists that we just think about like one or two games now? Yeah. <laughs> it's bad That's it. That's all he wants. He doesn't want, you know, he's not thinking, and we have, uh, you know, oh, there's a player on the bench, you could bring him out. Well, we've got, you know, 25 players on the bench. We well, can bring but, some of them into, out, for, out into the cold and make, make these changes. Like, 
Now, if we get rid of this guy, then it will just, the mood will change and the new guy will win the next match. And then it's what Leicester were kind of banking on with sacking Brendan Rodgers. They, they did not have a plan beyond, they want Steve Cooper, uh, they don't want Steve Cooper, they want Graham Potter, but they know they can't have him now. So they're like, oh, well, let's see if the, the coaches we've got do something. They lost both games. And then it's like, oh, Jesse. And then even Jesse Marsh is like, lads, no, um, I'm not I'm not going near this or whether it was um, whichever way around. It depends which who is talking to which newspaper as to who has decided not to go with who. And then you end up with Dean Smith and John Terry. <laughs> I mean, wow. I suppose the, the one thing Leicester might have there is that they've got uh, Shakespeare back, kind of who was with them when they were winning stuff. But, but he had to be a manager as well, didn't he? After they sacked, they sacked Ranieri, didn't they? For yeah. for this reason too, they were, they were panicking and just needed a change. But then they got rid of Shakespeare. Mm. Did they get rid of him for Rodgers, or did they have someone in between? I can't remember. Yeah. Was Shakespeare of a sister? Chelsea might be the ultimate um, example of this as well as just bringing Lampard back because it's something. <laughs> yeah, it's something, and people like him, and that that might do summer. But yeah, it's this. Schwer from Leicester. All this. Uh, there's no real thought behind any of this, is there? I did see for a game for. Um, do you remember Tommy Spur played for Sheffield Wednesday and Huddersfield and stuff? But his son's ill anyway. Yeah. So he's. Um, there's a game, a Sheffield Wednesday Legends game against a Sheffield United Legends game. Good calls and all that. But I noticed the uh, the managers are Ron Atkinson and Neil Warnock. And you right. thought, this is interesting. Where the, it wouldn't be entirely surprising if that was a league match and those two were in charge because both because both, both clubs have gone. <laughs> don't know, don't know. What, what Trevor, Fra- get what Trevor did, Francis back. What did we do that worked before? <laughs> so, the the flip side to this is Crystal Palace because they've got Roy Hodgson in, who they got rid of not so long ago, and he just seems to you know enjoying himself, just having a laugh, and making it very simple. And uh, was dancing his way around Elland Road on Saturday, and that seems to have been maybe a better option than Patrick Vieira, who was all kind of like, right, this is going to be a project. We'll build a team over three years. I'll just go like, <laughs> you know. I, kick, I it over, got, kick it over to the fast lads. I ain't got long left. Give it to the fast players. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Leicester then and hear how miserable they are, shall we? So they lost to Bournemouth at the yeah. weekend, didn't they? It's too, too little too late. I, th- I think that's it. I think we're done. There's no fight left in the team. Um, I have never booed at a football game, but that's the first time I have. And I think the whole club at the moment is just rotten. So, Jake, Jake, I think you're pretty I'm critical done. of the... I'm done. I think we're, we're done. We Jake, can't we Jake's done. Uh, he thinks you've got to blame the board for not having a plan B when you sack Rogers. Do you agree? What what were the board doing? They sacked Rogers. They've took two coaches in. Rumours of Jesse March coming in tomorrow. Yeah, don't no, think anybody wants that. There's no point. You've got to... If you want to bring a manager in that wants to change around, Jesse Marsh is not the well, person. He, to he's do. never managed in the championship, and if that's where we're heading, why on earth would you put him in charge? Sam, what's your views? It's my views are season's done. I think we're a relegated club now. We had to get a massive three points there, six points match. We didn't turn up in the first off at all. A little bit more fight in the second off, but it doesn't matter because we still lost one nil at the end of the day. Some feels he's, we're relegated now. I feel we're relegated. I said that to you, yeah. didn't I? Appalling. A really, really bad. We should have so, won today. I mean, that's it. We've got to go down and rebuild. Two things from that. Who wants Jesse Marsh? Well, those USMNT weirdos who keep popping up on Twitter, they do. They'd have been mm-hmm. delighted to see him going into Leicester. So they could go follow them then and leave us alone. And that, according to my research, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying the Southampton fans are basically accepting it now. Yep. That's Leicester who are saying they're down. Forest pretty much sound defeated. Mm-hmm. There's your three relegated clubs. It's over. We're staying up. They're going down. We're staying up. I mean, that is what the bookmakers say. 
as well that is those three. But I think we're like four to one. So we're still in with a good chance. Yeah. Our odds dub- did double on the algorithm, you know, the 538.com algorithm. We oh, were really? at 10% and then this defeat against yeah, you're, Palace. You're criticising Rory for changing his opinion. All 538 do is, as results come <laughs> in, they go, oh, you've lost, so you're more likely to go down. Oh, well. Oh, fucking brilliant. What an absolutely fantastic model. Thanks for bringing this to <laughs> well, us. It's, well, it's, it's gone up to 20% now, the likely. Thankfully, we, it was at least it was 5-1, so we got a point. <laughs> I suppose... Uh, <laughs> but you're, you're having to go at my goal equals points. That as well. Double whammy. Thank you, Michael. No worries. A sort of... <laughs> um, comparison would include the fact that we've won three games since Leicester last won a game. Mm. And in that time, they have lost, including uh, the FA Cup to Blackburn. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, I think. Split over two pages on the internet, quite annoying whoever designed that. Um yeah, they've lost they've lost eight times since they last won a game, and in that time we have won thrice. So under those kind of uh with that bearing, they've had two players sent off too, which is a bit of a I don't think that's a good sign when you your players start getting sent off and injured and all that kind of stuff. The vibes around Leicester certainly seem a lot worse. Although their defeats are, I guess this is about proportion as well, isn't it? So 1-0 to Southampton, 3-1 to Chelsea, uh, 2-1 to Palace. So they haven't thrown in any 5-1s, only 1-0 mm. to Bournemouth. But they just haven't won any. We, we were getting only, all out of the way in one go, Moscow. Yeah, one point out of the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Eight games. Is that one, in, one point in twenty-four. I feel like there's sometimes I should be replaced by um, the count off of Sesame Street when I'm trying to do things like this. <laughs> one game, two, three, yeah, four. Right? Um, so what's how many is that? Eight times three, twenty-four, and they've got one point. Yeah, it's weird because we were saying about we the have conceded more about you just need to change manager. Like, I'm sure Rogers is a good manager. There's plenty in his CV to suggest that he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and yet. That was going on. Sometimes it just goes off the boil, doesn't mm, it? It's, I think it was the same with us and Bielsa, wasn't it? Like, there's no. I I would doubt we'll ever have a manager as good as Bielsa. I guess in some that, that was the danger in Leeds opting to stand still in the second season is that the momentum can go out, out of it, can't it? The wind can go out the sails. And would, you, would you have sacked him after that ninth place finish? No, but there <laughs> is. Talking to Jesse Marsh after the ninth place finish. Yeah, the, there is. A, there's an argument for saying just have a better strategy. Leicester have yeah. problems. Strategy in terms of Leicester is a, a problem in that a lot of players are out of contract. At the end of this year, a lot of first-team players and a lot of the players who Brendan's kind of pissed off would be important players. There's a, apparently, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a, a Belgian clique of players who are all kind of annoyed together. And those kind of things that have allowed those to happen instead of um, a bit more like, you know, I don't think that's going to be... Because there's nobody out of contract with... For sure, is out of contract at the end of the season. Beyond that, I think everybody else is pretty tied down. Mm. So, so that at least is something that's not... Uh, a factor they've all got something they've all got a future here of some kind whether it involves getting sold or whatever um, Forrest just wish all their players were out of contract at the end of the year because they've got about 40 of them I mean that's the other thing with Forrest where you end up with because they immediately had some players who were left out of the Premier League squad and stuff and weren't happy about being like um, Lewis mm-hmm. O'Brien Lewis O'Brien's name in the mod ended up in DC United with uh, Click hasn't he it's the midfield we never had yep and it's those things just feel like storing up trouble that we should not be having. No. Um, so let's not. So hopefully we won't. Come on, let's finish on a high then. City Extra, always good value. Um, very Mancunian. 
Is it, this is the two brothers, if anybody's heard them before on the show, if you're new we to the show. I don't know if they are brothers. Oh, Scott, I mean, they call each other bro a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. That, in, that definitely means you're brothers. I think they're in one bedroom. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to imagine, like, is it the, what's the film? Step Brothers. The Will, I don't Will, I've seen it. Will Ferrell movie. No, I've yeah. not seen it. Yeah, I'm starting to imagine, yeah, two grown men in, in bunk beds. But. but yeah, Harlan scored a good goal. Obviously, they will. Normally, we go to them for misery. But because Harlan scored such a good goal, it was kind of an overhead kick. He was running away from goal. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant, amazing. brilliant Harlan stuff. But I went there for flames in the chat. Yeah, which there isn't. Uh, but just their reactions to it. I think their reactions to anything. Did we get any air horns? Is worth listening to. I don't think there are any horns, but I just, I just like listening to them. Another ball in behind. Ball in behind for Grealish. Come on, lad. take that. Take, take him, him on. on. Take him on. Yeah, take him on. Take him on. Harland. Oh! No way! No way! No way! Oh my God! <laughs> Crazy. He's absolutely incredible. Oh fuck it. I can't, I can't I can't watch it no more. I can't watch it no more. It's that good. <laughs> They're great, aren't they? I thought they'd burn themselves out after about 30 seconds in that clip and they just fell silent for a moment, but then they came back with more. Because we first came across him when he couldn't watch Liam Cooper's tackle anymore. He was being sick in a bin. Because he was being sick, <laughs> sick in a bin, but now he's watching Harland over a kick. Oh, I can't, I do, can't it. do it. <laughs> yeah, they've grown. They've really they're um the, the writer as well to have picked out so quickly that and this is just praising Manchester City now, but I suppose it was a cool bit of play. Grealish set that up for the overhead kick as well, didn't he? He could have put it on um, in front of Haaland to nod it in, but you can tell the way he played it. He's like, no, I'm going to put this behind him. Behind him. And there's all because they were 3-0 up at that point, were they? And I think there's almost an element with Grealish because he's um, such a so-and-so. So I'm going to make this really difficult for, for Erling, like sort that out. Like, oh, imagine imagine it. being that good that you're just having a laugh like it's a training exercise. I think that's why I enjoyed watching it is you're just kind of watching some people who are just really good at stuff and they're doing it really well. And um, it helps that Erling Ireland is um, from Leeds so you can kind of imagine he's wearing a white shirt while he does these kind of things. But sometimes you do ignore all the, everything that's paying for Manchester City and um, and the fact that they're so much better than we are and just go like, yeah, that was really cool. Enjoy it when you're playing in the uh, Northeast Counties division because the club has been um, uh, demoted and had all its titles stripped. And in the meantime, it is still going to be funny watching them overtake Arsenal. Yeah. It does feel like that's going to happen. Calvin Phillips but then again, Premier League winner's medal. I've been expecting that all season and Arsenal's still there. So, yeah, you never know. Bit of a wobble though. We'll see. Right, that wraps up this episode of Propaganda. We've got a bit of extra coming for the TSB Plus members as well. Some chat about Izzy Brown and Warnock. It's like going back to Huddersfield all over again. And bloody hell, Warnock, his self-awareness is terrifying. More of that on Propaganda Extra. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.